Because it was a, it's not like uh it's not like I'm trying to discredit him or anything. It's just if he if he reads Hebrew and I got a a, a book for uh, uh, a Hebrew translation from a person, then I can compare the two and see what it is. And I, and it kind of makes sense on the rent part, because if you're looking at I, I think that's how you say it, a ziggurat. If you look at mm-hmm. it, it's like a, uh, you can see how it looks like more like a rent. Right. Know? Yeah. So, uh, I was um, like. That kind of makes sense. I said I could see, I could see that. I could see that. I said I could see how that interpretation could be that would be one or two ways. Right. But going off of like the etymology, and when you start dealing with again, and this is something Jeff Benner stresses is the difference between Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy, and how like latter wouldn't really be that's a that's a um a Greek definition and they're there. The difference is abstract and concrete. Um, Eastern philosophy, they think more concrete. The Western philosophy, uh, we've, we do a lot of abstract. Everything is like, uh, like holy, uh, holy grace. These are things that we can't draw, smell. We can't see with any of the sense we can't touch, feel none of that. Um, but uh, that was how the Hebrews thought. So to like, we have to, when looking up the, the etymology, we can't go back to like where the word originally came from. We have to go according to the Bible and like where they their, their definitions derive from. And we know that their definitions derive from the Greek. And that's when the whole Western philosophy started pouring into uh, the biblical text. But the one that I did see, um, I got this JP JPS uh, Hebrew English Tanakh, and in this one, it says uh, he had a dream. Genesis twenty eight and twelve. He had a dream. A stairway was set on the ground, and its top reached to the sky. The angels of God were going down. So this one uses stairway, right, but right. but down in. Um, in the notes is it has B or ramp uh, semicolon others ladder. So this was the only one I was able to find with the ramp reference. Um, the JP Jewish, like this is, this is like a Jewish to knock. So I don't, I don't like, um, I don't hold my, uh, I don't hold it to too much, uh, too high of a standard because it's that's way later. So I like to go back to like as far back as we can get. And right, same with me, same with me. So I, I like to reference the Israelite Samaritan Pentateuch and the damn Septuagint. Yeah, I, um, I got Septuagint on my uh on my e-reader, so that's, that's charging up actually right now. On my Kindle, I think that's what they call it. Now that's interesting though because like you said you had one that said ramp and then if you look at you know um if you like the etymology i got the online etymology dictionary up you know i pull those up and you can get the um origins of that and i'll be posting that on there through through the video but that's pretty cool because um 
the reason why I looked up the stuff in the first place was not, that, like I said, not to discredit him, but he had quotations around ladder. Mm -hmm. So that think like, okay, what else could it mean? So I took it upon myself. Okay, hey, I got a Hebrew translation Bible right here in the house. Why don't I just open it up, crack it up, and see exactly what it say? And um, ladder was rampant. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Then I learned about the ziggurats, and I was like, oh, hmm. now they even make. So I was like, okay. does he have um in that Hebrew Bible? Does he have the um the Hebrew script parallel to it, or is it just all in English? It's all in English. All right. But I like I said, I'm curious to how he um how he did that because when dealing with the etymology, like the first thing that we'll go to is the Brown's dictionary lexicon or um strong concordance. And um like it, it's all the same word and it all means ladder. Um like here in the Septuagint. It says, and dreamed and behold, a ladder fixed on the earth. Again, they use ladder. This is from the Septuagint. Um, the Israelite Samaritan Pentateuch, which is still wrote in the Paleo script. Um, they say, and he had a dream and behold, a ladder was set on the earth. Mm -hmm. So then we'll go to, um, I like Jeff Bennett because he uses the Paleo script. So we're going back to as far back as we can go. And um, so the strong concordance number four <clears throat> ladder, which I believe is Salam, Salam. Uh, yeah, Salam. Su Sulam. Mm -hmm. So Sulam is a strong concordance number 5551. And when we cross-reference that with the ancient Hebrew lexicon of the Bible by Jeff uh, Benner, it takes us to number 1334, JP. And here he has the definition, Sulam, which is a, um, it's a three-letter word. So it's a, it's a parent root. So the, the or it's a, a child root, but the parent root, is the definition lift or basket mm -hmm. but when we go to the one that he had reference for strong concordance number 5551 it says ladder and the definition for a ladder is used to raise up so in essence a ramp can be a ladder if that's the def if that's the biblical definition that they're using and a ramp can be a ladder, man. All right. So when it talks about the Jacob ladder, what do you understand for it? Do you think that it's a, a connection between having You just went out, bro. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Hey, all right. So with the Jacob's ladder, what do you understand from it? Do you think it was a, a connection from heaven to earth? Uh... No, not necessarily. I think uh, I think it was more along the lines of ancient technology and again, these people not having the technological um, framework to put it into words. So we were given, you know, just like if they were to see an airplane like 
and again, they're not using um, they're not using abstract thinking. They're using concrete thinking. So they wouldn't think of it as an airplane. They would think about it as the big heavy thing flying in the sky. And that's the difference between abstract and and um, concrete. But um, no, so I, I'm more so on along the lines of the Bible is filled with a lot of ancient technology. Um, hence, uh, the Joseph Bloomrich um, and the patent he did on the omnidirectional wheel, which he said was found through a uh, debate that he was supposed to be having with uh, what's the guy's name um the german guy with the uh, chariots of the gods and oh, eric von donnegan yes um he was actually trying to disprove him and in the process he came up with um he, he came up with the omnidirectional wheel which is used on like oh. ro a rover um missions in Mars and stuff to kind of ride on the terrain. And even when you're dealing with um, the the vision in Ezekiel, that's more of the vision that you get um, when dealing with that wheel. I was going to give the patent number. Oh, here it goes. Well, I got to print up all my stuff. Yeah, he was like a NASA engineer or something like that. Yeah, he was like the chief uh, NASA engineer in like 1975, I believe. Yeah, I read about that. How how the wheel can move. And I think they're using it today or something like that. Right, Is NASA that uses it today for their rover missions. But um, it's the, the what makes it so good, it's all terrain. And you might get stuck on something. And of course, you're dealing with a, a machine. So... It might be hard to go back and forth, but now the omnidirectional wheel gives it the ability to go sideways. So the wheels are still faced this way, but there's other wheels turning it. So it's able to go almost anywhere. And You know, a lot of inventors, because uh, um, when when Ezekiel seen that wheel, he's seen that wheel in a vision. Now I looked up right. a, the etymology definition of vision and I found, you know, what it meant and Basically, it was inside uh, an imagination of somebody's mind or whatever. Um, I'm not sure exactly if that's what the writer meant when they put the word in there, but that's exactly what uh, you can look up the definition of etymology and see exactly what it means. But the point is, is that it was seen in a vision. And um, I was just wondering, like, uh, you know, OK, if it was if it was a, a, a vehicle of some sort, um, that that would be pretty awesome because that would explain the extraterrestrial theories and stuff like that, you know, them having advanced technology. And then um, it also explains the idea where a lot of inventors, like I know Nikola Tesla and uh, a lot of other inventors, uh, when they invented stuff, um, it was in a dreamlike state or meditation type state with, with their mind. That's why they, we have some of the things that we have now is because they were able to do that. Right. <laughs> so, it shows, uh, okay, your mind is able to um, produce some things that uh, is not normally accepted or known throughout the world. But the point is, is that it's interesting to know that um, your ideas, uh, when when you say uh, technology, like, do you mean like, um, um, at least that's what I understand. Do you think it's something like, like, like some people say the Anunnaki is extraterrestrial from Nibiru? I know you don't 
believe the whole Nibiru theory type thing, but do you think it's like an extraterrestrial type people or is it like what kind of technology you talk about? Um, extraterrestrial, just as far as like, they're not from here because we get the common misconception that extraterrestrial means they look like whatever you want them to look like. Yeah, like um, the great. I don't, I don't yeah. think uh, just dealing with the 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 Bible. I don't think according to the text that. Um, I mean, they look like men because even the text mm -hmm. says it looked like a man inside. Inside. That's um, only what a man looks as. I mean, we know the. The basic look of a man, you know, we have different features, but we do right, right. The, the basic features: yeah. head, you know, two arms, two legs, you know, sexual organs, uh, internal organs, you know. As far as what they look, I don't think it was far off because if I don't know, I'll leave that alone. But I just don't think it was. I don't think they were far off as far as looks. Um, but uh, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference if they had, if they, if somebody had the same fit that you have on right now you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I mean, of course, the fit would look different on them, but would you be able to tell the difference if they was uh, whatever they looked like, like in your opinion? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I don't go. I don't go into something I can't prove. <clears throat> right, right. That's right. something I can't prove. And you, you kind of get, um, you get a sense of what they were describing and who were they they were describing and not just the Bible. I'm talking about like um uh Popo Egyptian texts who talk talk about the sages, right? The Popo Vu, um, the Watahai tribes, uh, the Hopis, um all these separate texts that they talk about sages and they, they have a they make a distinction on, on they look different even when dealing with the book of Enoch and the birth of Abraham. Um, fair, was, though. That's what I only see is that they were fair, the most beautiful. Right. And, and like, what is fair? Well, they, when, when, like, even the, um, what is it? The Egyptian book right. of the dead. I looked it up on um, pyramid text. One I, of them talk about the seven sages. Yeah, pleasing, pleasing to the sight. That's what the etymology words is. Pleasing to the sight. But that's one of them. Beautiful, handsome, attractive, of weather, bright, clear, pleasant, not rainy. I mean, yeah, we know not rainy. I mean, I've heard, man, it's fair outside. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I mean, basically, uh, the, the pleasing to the eye, David, man. I mean, of persons and body and features, also objects, places, and et cetera. Um, I mean, yeah, basically beautiful. I mean, so I mean, they were, I mean, but beautiful can be subjective, though, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Right, <laughs> so yeah, um, like you were speaking on on the different um states that that people get in, um, you know, they got like um. You know, your body creates DMT. Um, this is a good book, um, The Spirit Molecule DMT. Um, I actually seen that on Amazon. You got that on Amazon? I think I have that in my yeah, cart. Yeah. More than likely, I got it on Amazon. But um, it talks about how your body uh, naturally uh, creates DMT through near-death experiences. Uh, I know. And, <laughs> and um, I remember watching uh, the show Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid, and they had an episode on there 
where there was a chef and the chef would scare people. He'd put them in his room and he'd scare people. And he, as he's scaring them, he drained this juice out of them. And then he put it into a soup, charge a hundred dollars for the soup. And you could only buy it one time. Well, this is the same theory that runs along with the uh, pizza gate, the, you know, that whole scandal. And then like, that's what they're saying is the, uh, um, fountain of youth and that's all that's all theory but i got other good ones like soma by um gordon watson this is like the go-to for as far as like uh uh religious practices with um with mushrooms and hallucinogens and it it takes you through it takes you through a lot of like ancient ancient links and it's pretty dope that's a good book yeah, yeah. i'm gonna I'm give me some I'm, i think i'm gonna get that one i ain't never seen that one but he i mean throughout the text we know that um, they drunk like even when we're dealing with revelations everyone is afraid of the book of revelations revelations is literally a dream you know what i mean it, it, it wasn't something that actually happened we also know that john was a drunk yeah. now we also know he probably was read it uh, if you believe it, you know what I mean, just following the narrative. He 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 knew the text. So he was probably reading the text thoroughly. Now, I know when I read a lot and I get stuck on one subject, and if I get say I get drunk, inebriated, like my dreams at night are enhanced, especially if it's it's something on I've been stuck on for so long. And when you read revelations, that's almost what you see. You That's why it's so easy to say, oh, I can find this in the Old Testament. Revelate all through revelations. You can find those those uh, paraphrased verses in the Old Testament It's because that's all. He, I mean, he had a dream of the Old Testament. <laughs> These are all scenarios that had already happened. But that's why I like following on um, Paul Wallace work and Mario Baglino because they make the separate separation from from the Greek text and the Hebrew text and bring like when the Greek came in they changed up a whole lot of things um, even in the in the they took a whole lot more <laughs> they they really added on more than they took they, they added on a lot more than they took because. What you say they took is what they took out the Bible, but what they added on is more than just like biblical when we talk about like changing, changing times and as many times as our calendars have went through redactions, like we don't even know what year we're in. And people want to run to Ethiopia and like, oh, Ethiopia, they're living on the right time. They're eight years behind us. And yeah yeah oh yeah you're right that you sure enough right about that that is true true on that side of the world it is like eight it's like yeah it's about eight years right? seven I, years i think maybe some, seven or eight some about that is it's a few years i know for a fact behind what we are because but they follow 13 moons we follow 12 moons they follow 13 moons and they follow like um it's a natural um it's a natural golden ratio that's found on the, the back of a, a turtle shell You'll find the 28 squares around and then the 13 in the middle. And that's how they base their calendar. Even a lot of indigenous people of America. Um, Was it a sea so, turtle? Um, most turtles, like almost all turtles have have this. And I'm really trying, like I've, I've seen turtles and have been able to count it. 
but I'm trying to find, I don't want to kill a turtle, but I'm trying to find a, you know, a shell on the side of the road that I could take and clean up, but I'm not going to kill a turtle. Oh, when, you, when you find one, when you find it, clean it and just keep it, man. That'd be your uh, yeah. project. You know what I'm saying? They they sell them on um Amazon, but they sell you know the little turtles, and I don't want I want a big animal. Right, right. My right. family back home in Hawaii, I told them to send me one. They're like, man, it's against the law to kill one. If we get caught with a shell, they gonna think we killed it. Oh yeah. Really? So I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That's um that's interesting because man, like the, the you talk about the, the 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 months and the days and stuff like that, and it's and it's interesting because. We have changed our calendars a few times in the past, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure we're going to change it again because they talk about in some ways or one way or not that they're talking about changing daylight saving time and getting rid of it. Well, Arizona hasn't had it for a long time, yeah. so but that's got so. But I mean, like, think about it, their, their time, well, I mean, their time is in a different time zone and stuff like that. But if, like, if the whole world changes to that, you know, that just that sets us back in, you know few hundred years from now or whatever because i mean one little day can change so much in a hundred days or a hundred years or whatnot well that's just like i mean how how we got to the gregorian calendar now they took out a whole bunch of days yeah. it, what it was september 2nd was they the did. last day on 1775 and then it was it went from september 2nd to september 11th um i read and, some a pope did it too he changed it. Changed it one day. He changed it. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember where I read it at. I'm not sure how credible it is, but I did a whole ep my first episode on my YouTube channel is on that's where the term April Fools comes from. Because okay. it was it used to be celebrated in April, but yeah. um that was when the New Year's was. But then they changed it in they changed it in like a in England. Well before, like 200 years before, but we finally caught up over here, like the late 1700s. And then when they took out those 11 days in September, they started the, the new year in January for the first time. So all the people who were still practicing the old way of celebrating on April 1st, that was where the term April Fools came from because they were a fool for celebrating the new year in April. But even when you go by the Hebrew Bible and the Hebrew calendar, um, their beginning of the year was in the, around the same time, you know, spring. That's when everything comes back up. So to them, that was a new year, a new beginning. Mm -hmm. um, our new year is in the deadest time. Like what is new about the deadest, deadest season? If we're thinking how ancients thought and they're thinking through seasons and through the sun, and that's when you get to the whole story with Jesus and the resurrection and the sun being in the lowest point in the South Crux, which is a cross in the, in the sky. Mm -hmm. And it supposedly uh, stays at the lowest point in the sky for three days from the winter solstice until um, Christmas. And that's when it raises one degree. And that showed the ancients that, you know, the sun was coming back up and they would bear crops again. Yeah, because those times were needed. I mean, they needed to know when it was oh, yeah. agriculture or when these certain types of animals and birds are going to come by so they can have this type of food because everything was seasonal to them. In many right. Ways. right. And that's right. why I said, like, um, it just makes me wonder, like, <laughs> like, you know, 
we we like you said why why do we celebrate in january why is the new year in january it's cold there's you know it's muggy i mean it's not even like the beginning of the cold it's the dead middle of the cold like you didn't have cold for a couple months i mean not in the south you know it's kind of up and down but for the most part like everywhere else is cold during these months during the couple months prior and a couple months after so what is what would be significant about a new year beginning on january 1st yeah maybe i need to look into that more i mean i know that um from what i understand from some of the stuff that i read that i can get people to actually talk about it they say it's because how is how the earth is just lined up how it's just lined up with the the with the, the 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 rest of the planets and the sun is just the way it's I guess just lined up. That's basically how I can put it. I mean, it, I don't. That's yeah, all, I, I, I gotta pull. I can't understand. I can't understand why. Because I gotta uh, pull that article up on academia, but there was a a whole article about um the the calculations of which one was closest. And that the 13 moon cycle was a lot closer to what all the uh the stars and everything, what everything has to do with um, you know, the calculations. Yeah, see, that's why I say I, I can't I mean I understand what they're saying, but it still doesn't make sense on why that would be celebrated by um first of all, since the beginning of time, agriculture was started by hunters and gatherers. Why would they celebrate the coldest time? You know, what would right. celebrate right. that time? just like logic? We don't need a book. Let's just <laughs> use logic for a second. Yeah, We're yeah, talking yeah. about the what we consider the the oldest type of man with hunter-gatherers. And how can you hunt or gather if you don't know the seasons and what's gonna happen? Exactly. Like the animals are not going to stay where it's cold at. They're going to move further down south. So why so why are you going to be in the middle of your movie? Hey, let's just celebrate the day because it's the new year. Right. <laughs> you know, or maybe they celebrated that they bought the jump ship because it got cold or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean? they, maybe they're trying to get rid of all their food and drinks and everything else and saying, hey, we about to leave and go further south because this we don't really know what's, what's going to happen until they decided to build, you know, their first agricultural town, city, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's why I said, I was like, I never understood that part. Like our calendar, like I read so many times that our calendar changed so many times throughout history. And it's just like, okay, first of all, the calendar was created because of agriculture. Why are we going past that? It worked for thousands of years. <laughs> why, why change it? You know what I'm saying? And now that you change it, everybody is, is, is messed up because people sleep schedule off because, you know, in the summertime, oh, yeah. get, it don't get dark until maybe, what, 9, 9 o'clock, 9.30 maybe in the summertime. And I mean, right now, um, man, it gets dark here about 5.36 o'clock. I'm like, dang, man, I, you can barely get home before the daylight start going away from you. You're like, dang, you can't boy. tell me all they took was an hour. They took way more than an hour, it seems <laughs> like. I mean, I understand. I understand how I understand how it works. I just don't understand why our our um I guess the, the earth work uh rotates with it if they say it's because it's um an hour difference is not an hour difference. It's there's no way I'm I know I'm not tripping in my head. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, no that's way a major I, change. 
I go fishing in the summertime and it's like, I'd be like, yo, I can come back in about, I can stay out for another hour. Shoot. It's about eight 30. Shoot. I can stay out here for about another hour before I go. You know what I'm saying? And it gets dark about nine o'clock. I'm back at the house probably about 10. Cause you know, it's usually about 45 minutes to an hour drive, get to a real nice secluded spot and whatnot. And then, you know, in the wintertime, man, nah, <laughs> I got to start getting back to about six o'clock. I'd be like, and I'm just like, man, the whole day's gone. So, I, I, it's it, and like you said it's all with common sense it's not I'm not trying to be like oh man I know something better than somebody I know people have PhDs in these fields and they can explain it perfectly and some people can understand it and some people can't but um experiencing it you know is different than somebody telling me something you know if I'm if I'm literally seeing that my that that something is just not right because um, you telling me to go to this and that source and I go to this and that source and I see something different and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm I'm confused now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Am I missing something? Did somebody change something? Because, you know, it's, you know, today owning a website, man, I can change anything on my website, you know, and, 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 and anybody can do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and it'd be different. But in the books, you, I mean... You know, if you unless you have the original copy, you won't know if they changed it or not. You know, and after so many, so much time passes, you you, I mean, the original text unchanged so many times, you won't know exactly what happened because what the what the very first book says is not what the book of today would say. I mean, right, right. Like I said, just it's just the thought that that Jeff Benner stresses about concrete and abstract and people don't understand like how significant that is trying to think in a Eastern mindset when you grew up in a Western mindset. And that's why philosophy is so important because you got to understand like what they were thinking. Um, again, when we're dealing with a uh, concrete, it, it has to be something you can, you can do with one of the five senses. That's how they thought. And everything, everything is related to that sense. Like when you start dealing with the etymology, um, you'll see that um, like uh, cheese is related to um, milk is, I mean, these are related by root words, yeah. cheese, milk, skin bag. Um, um, oh, what else? There are some more. Um, I, I he had did a whole special on um the like basically what it takes to to make uh cheese curds mm. and and um all those what what they all had in common was their root definitions and that's more of along the lines of what Marl Biglino and Paul Wallace follow is the root definitions and when you start getting to the root you start seeing like a lot of the, especially when you're translating, I love comparative studies. And when you're translating like five or six different texts and you're mm -hmm. seeing, you can see where the change happened, especially mm -hmm. when you have them like, you got the Septuagint and then you have the Israelite Samaritan Pentateuch. Um, we got the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Aleppo Codex, the Leningrad Codex. When you start going through time, uh, especially with the, uh, the Latin Vulgate, you'll start seeing like where the changes occurred. 
Mm-hmm. And then you you can start piecing together, well, what was happening at this time? Oh, well, they were in captivity. They were in captivity with who? Oh, now we know they were in the captivity with the Assyrians. Well, we figure out the Chaldeans are the Aramaics, and the Aramaics were the ones who brought in the Aramaic block script. We changed from a paleo text to a more block script because it was easier to write. And then a lot of things start following in, but comparative studies is... It's amazing. Like it really opens your eyes to like exactly around the time things start changing. And and again, especially with the Latin Vulgate, the Latin Vulgate, because they have so many words that are similar in sound. You can see how easy it was for something to get mistranslated. Because they're all based on oral traditions. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you get somebody from a different language trying to translate an oral tradition and then yeah, uh, like Jeff Benner, he gives a good one in one of his courses about um, the Cinderella mm-hmm. Slipper. You know, Cinderella Slipper, um, according to him, and some research I did on I've seen like people debating back and forth, but um, it was a Russian story that actually had to do with a fur slipper and not mm-hmm. a glass slipper. And it was just the translation of glass and fur are so like they sound just alike they're just spelled different ones i think it's there one spelled with e-i-r and one spelled a-i-r and i you can see how someone can mistranslate glass for fur and then he starts bringing up the like just use logic would someone dance at a, a ballroom dance in glass slippers would she run down steps in glass slippers then you think about you know the the origin, if we're saying the origins are from Russia, we know Russians are big on fur, big fur hats, big fur coats. Why wouldn't someone have fur slippers? No, right. When I was a little kid, and when I remember watching that in the classroom, I was like, I was always thinking in my head, like, is she gonna break them things? Walk running down. <laughs> yeah, go crack and cut up her, cut her up. You can't say stuff like that because people think you're just trying to be funny, but you just like that don't make sense, you know. You got to learn how to be quiet. And keep right. It. As a kid, you're in this uh, you're in this program that's really trying to teach you what to think and not how to think. So, yeah, that's 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 the purpose of it. But that just goes to show like how easily something can get mistranslated and how far it can go, because you try to switch that story up now. You're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> they gotta make a um the uh the, the live the live movies. You know they making all the live movies. <laughs> you know people be losing their mind when they change little things. Yeah, right. <laughs> it causes controversy. Oh damn! What's her name? Is black now? The the mermaid. <laughs> There's no such thing as black mermaid. But then you go to the mommy Wata. I wish I had my book. Um, I actually looked up the history of that, and that does go back a long ways. But you know what? The first mermaids, if you if you want to get technical, since we're talking about it, you know that shit goes all the way back to the Sumerians. If you look at how Inky's in the right, water. right, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like the, they the just shit. didn't have like, I don't know. I guess we can't find it in the text of how significant it is. I know like my mom, my mom is Puerto Rican and they grew up in Puerto Rico. And one thing that my grandma used to tell my mom all the time is don't be by the beach late at night because they'll come and take you. And, you know, it's something to scare the kids, I guess at this point, but at one point they thought it was a real thing and maybe they really saw some shit. 
The um Popo Vu uh got something about that. I think the Popo Vu about uh um you can't stand next to the water. Well, men can't stand next to the water. They, they actually made a movie about it, La Luana or something. I can't remember. Man, I ain't even gonna try to scarve it up. I'll put it up on there later. <laughs> but it, it's uh is uh they they do have a lot of that where a lot of people where people can't be by water. Period. I mean, it was water seems to be either a danger zone or. Uh, a renewal of your sins kind of thing. You know, was one or two. But even when dealing like um like another uh story from the Caribbeans is that the UFOs don't come from the sky. They come from the water. Yeah, yeah. And Puerto Rico is one it's supposed to be one of those hot spots for UFOs. I told my wife I want to head there and sit on there. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it is. I always have to look it up. I mean it's just I can just type in Google, but um the 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 part of the island where my family's from is Adesivo. And that's where they have the world. I don't know if it still is the world's largest satellite, but I know it once was. Um, I think the ones in Alaska are still smaller than it. It's just more. But I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with it. Um, they're trying to put another big satellite in Hawaii on the um, yeah, um, Mount Kilauea, and they're not having it, though. <laughs> they're standing up to that shit. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on man, all through the text. No, I just man, I I find all that stuff interesting because I I I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't know how to read any of the text, so I can't say what is and what isn't. So that's why I like the whole shit. I like the um. Yo. Yeah, I hear you. I like the the Dresden Codex, because you can actually. I mean, yeah, I, I see. Uh, the the the, the, the mind, translation right? is the translation of the Popovu, like we're we're holding our hat on on one person, um, of that translation. I can't remember his damn name. I don't think it was Jimenez. Maybe it was. Um, but our translations are just based off of pictographs and. It's hard to say that all of this is saying, I mean, in this version that I got from um, Amazon is, this is a great version. Like the, yeah, sure. the printing is real clear. Um, they show, uh, they show everything, but um, is no translation. It's just, it's literally just the, yeah. I got the same one. I got, uh, I got mine from Amazon. I th yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I got this one in the yeah, matter of fact. I got an I don't know manuscript, but uh, <clears throat> the Toronto manuscript. Ever heard of this one? Um, I think they have that one on the Sacred Text website. And it's just sure. the same thing. Just Which I mean, you can you can find all kind of like um. I know they had one. Um, it it looks like they're extracting something from the back of someone's neck, and you know they'll go into the theory of the pineal gland and um, and the the whole DMT and them extracting DMT from them. But who knows what they could have been doing? Just like that uh, picture you had shared the other day with uh, the radiation. Yeah, 
I didn't see radiation. I mean, right, not, right. This is just how they translate it, and then they they run with it. Though that's why I said I love how you say according to because right. most people don't do that. They'll just hear some information and be like, "Well, this means that." Yeah. No, that means that according to the person who you follow and such and such. But yeah, yeah, I, I read that, and like it always bothered me because, like I said, I'm going back and um looking through all my books and you know just putting on my on my 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 uh facebook page and group or whatnot and i'm gonna do articles or whatnot on some of them <clears throat> but it just it always struck me when i first read that years ago i was like yo this doesn't look like radiation to me and um it could, it could be so much <laughs> it could be so much and i was just like man like if i look at it from like because you said you was talking about the third eye like that's why i said it i mean if i look at it from that from that type of idea i can see how that could be somebody astral projecting maybe or somebody's body uh, soul leaving their body or something i mean it i mean weighty lines doesn't mean radiation i mean did they even know what radiation was back then i mean come on i mean do they they thought every skin disease was leprosy and not every skin disease in the bible is leprosy from the descriptions i mean you can look them up uh, uh, on their, I mean, different skin. I mean, they thought every skin disease was leprosy and there was, there's this criteria for leprosy. And I remember looking this up a long time ago and I think I started it because I read Robert Alter's book. I think he actually talks about how, um, and I have to go back and read it, man. It's, you know, it's so crazy, man, with the thousands of hours of reading and, you know, researching and stuff like that, you forget where some of your information comes back, comes from. And, you know, like a, a week from now, you'll be like, oh, now I know where I found read that at. I read it right here because I, you know, I had to look them up or something. But yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy because um, it's, it's just amazing that some people, he said radiation. And I was like, man, what, what? what other description or is this the whole depiction is there something more to it is there you know some writing towards it something i mean can you give me something where i can be like yo okay i can see what you're saying if you're just throwing something together and throwing some wavy line to say it's radiation i ain't gonna ride with that because i don't believe it <laughs> you know there's always something more to it um and I, and I ain't gonna sit even like with the paleo script that i'm dealing with like i deal with jeff banner's work heavy like let me see. These are all Jeff Jeff Benner books, and I deal I deal with this shit heavy, but um, that doesn't like seclude me to only believing in his work because oh, I got I got other translations. I've found um, I've been able to get okay. There's the Gabaret translation, and they believe in a little something something a little different, and I was shown some evidence that is. Is pretty strong in their case and something that I would like to talk to Jeff Benner about um, as far as like, because uh, we know that the Phoenician script, the Canaanite script, these were all basically the same. They had little minor variations, but what's minor is what we're talking about. Like, you know, just maybe two or three variations, but these two or three are significant. It's not like a little bit. And when they were showing these guys who follow this translation, they follow one guy. And the only thing, I mean, there's a lot of red flags, but one of the main red flags is none of them have the copy of the text. They're not allowed to translate the text. So that's a red flag right there. Like, so you're, 
basically telling me you follow what he says. Like whatever he says, it says that's what it says. Mm -hmm. But what they were showing was um, evidence of, of pictures, not pictures, um, coins, ancient coins, and some of the oldest Hebrew coins found and what they were using as the letter Aleph. Um, Jeff Benner says the letter Aleph was mm -hmm. ox. And I can see that in the proto um inscriptions, but does that necessarily mean the proto sinaitic inscriptions were the Hebrew text? That doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, yeah, we could say that it borrowed from it, but we know that a lot, all languages borrow from each other and we got plenty of evidence of that. But their case was strong in that. But then again, there's a guy who lives in Telluride right now. Um, they call him Chief. He's a black Hebrew Israelite. He's got a whole he's got a whole camp set up down there. Like he lives out there. He's got um he's recognized by the Israeli state government as a real um Israelite and he's allowed to practice all this stuff and live all, all on the land. Um I got a few brothers on my page who actually go out there and deal with him, but I was blessed with his uh, his um, translation of the Paleo script because that's what they follow. They follow the Paleo script, and it's all similar to the Israelite Samaritan script, and that's the only one that I see is like proven to be the full text. I have not seen a legitimate full text in Paleo script other than what everyone else translates it to be. But I have compared three, four separate texts because I also got, where is it? I also got this one, which I've had for a while. Um, I saw it on Amazon years ago and I just picked it up. Um, it has no translation. It's li literally just, just a script, um, paleo script using more of the late version script because we'll see the olive with the, it's like a V sideways with a line through it. Um, so I was finally able to take this one, Jeff Benner's one, um, Chief's one, and just line them all up and make sure that, you know, all the texts are pretty much the same. And for the most part, they're the same. Um, Jeff, again, Jeff Benner likes to use the ox head and he uses the more ancient script, um, what you would call proto -Sinetic. I know what that he was talking about that on his uh, uh student lessons he got. I think that's what it's called. It's mm -hmm. on his or something like that. He sends it in the email when you subscribe to his website. He sends you all that stuff. Yeah. 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 He sent you the so you should have like the mechanical translation and the the paleo script. Um because he has one the mechanical translation, not translated in how to say this. Uh, in proper English, because he'll send you the, it's like a $50 book that he'll send you, um, and it shows you the paleo script, and then underneath it'll show you his mechanical translation, but the mechanical translation is the one, like, if you read it like a regular sentence, it's not going to make sense. Right. So you pretty much got to go in there and pick out what you want, what you think would fit where. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. makes it you know that gives it. All I get that gives everybody a different translation then. Right, get, you're open to interpretation at that point. That's why I have even following his regiment. Like again, I got all his texts. I use all. I correspond it all with the Strong's and the and the um, 
and the Browns, but I still come up with it's not totally different. I mean, it's still the same narrative, but there's words that even he said um, that he uses. Well, I guess he said he uses the word found the most, but his, his the mechanical translation, according to him, is using the same word. You know how throughout the text you might find different words. They just one minute this word Elohim means God. Next minute it means judge. Next minute it means, you know, right. Right. So so now he he sticks to one word and he sticks to not translating certain words like Elohim, which to me is important because we've often again I do did a whole show on that whole whole goddamn series on the mistranslations of God. Yeah, that that leaves a whole. That's the whole foundation of Christianity. I mean, they believe in one God, but I mean, there's writings and recordings in there that there's other gods. He's a jealous God. One of his names is jealous. I mean, see, but the Christian Christian <laughs> Christian mindset is more of a Western mindset. They don't even because by then the Greeks were in. Because if you deal with the Acts eleven twenty six, it said they were first called Christians in Antioch. Antioch was the Hellenistic capital of the Jews in Greece. So why would they be in Greece, the place that that we know um, put them in captivity and basically changed the scriptures forever? Well, that's when again got to use logic. Just use logic, piece some pieces together. It's really not that hard. Love this shit. Comparative studies is. It's fun, man. It's I get so excited just for one verse. Like that's why when I was I was out driving around, I'm doing the little delivery stuff for Walmart. So I'm looking. I seen your post. I said, "Oh, that's a good verse. Let me go see what that verse says." So I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna go. I got I'm on the phone with my girl. Like, open it up here and tell me what it says. And then I started seeing she because I like using the J um the the Jewish Tanakh just because um. Went to a, uh, a museum in Philadelphia and they had this in the museum, like this is like the almighty. So I had to make sure I went and go get it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay. They, they got a lot of mistakes too, but they all do. They all got their mistakes. They're all going to have it. It's too many words not to have a mistake. If you don't have a mistake, then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more uh, like yo know, I don't know about all this because this dude, this, you know, what I'm saying he he think he know it all because you know people they know it all. People say it's not that they don't think that. I mean, people say I don't think I know, and I'm just like, no, you don't know. You only know what you think you know. You only know as much as the information that you looked into. You keep digging, you're gonna find more and more things. If you think you can make sense of all this stuff, then Hey, write that book because you're going to be a billionaire by the first day that thing hits because it's supposed to have all the information. And, and there's, there's no way because everything. Nah, even if it did, though, who's going to believe it or who's going to believe you that it wouldn't blow up at all? The, 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 the books with some of the best information and it'd be cheap as hell. Now you're right. You're right, man. I'm telling you, the reason why I got a. Um, uh, a Kindle. Well, actually, my wife got the Kindle because she liked the book. But what I learned about the Kindle, bro, is that they give you free books online that um, that are 
that are always going to be free. So say like your Kindle break, I know you like with the EMP or something like that, but like say it's a book that you want to buy, but you don't, or that's on, that's free on the ebook Kindle that um you wanted to read, but you weren't really interested. You were like, man, I'm not going to buy it because I don't really want it. But then you see that it's free somewhere else and you can at least read it. And you're like, okay, yeah, okay. You know, you can kind of um, preview some of the books. They give you free monthly books and stuff like that, like the like certain things and stuff like that. It's pretty, I, I've started to download um, a lot of those free books that they be giving out. And there's some of these books I don't, I never even heard of, but it's pretty cool. Like one of them is how to read cuneiform and stuff like that. So I'm, 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 I'm oh. looking at that one and that's pretty good. And like I said, if your Kindle breaks today, I mean, all you gotta do is log into your account and the next one, it has all your stuff on there. So that's pretty good about it. I use, I also like to use sacredtext.com. What you think about that website? I like that for stuff like, um, like, man, yeah, they, got, they, they always got good stuff on there. I mm-hmm. just, I like, it depends on the translation. Cause again, you don't have the Hebrew Bible. You got so many translations of that. You have so many translations of the book of Enoch. You got so many translations of just so much stuff has got multiple translations. Everybody got a PhD in that translation too. So it's like, yo, which, which, who, who, right. Which one of you PhDs had your PhDs longer? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's when it's almost like all the credentials just go out the window because who who's saying what now? Because <laughs> y'all kind of contradicting each other. I mean, well, y'all should, if, if this is the word right here, y'all should be saying the same exact thing. Ain't, sh- ain't nobody should be saying something different. No word, because a whole word can honestly change a whole entire meaning. I mean, I think, I mean, personally, you yeah. know. Just like the example uh, Jeff Bennett gave with the one word changed the whole story. Right? Yeah. It changed the whole story. Yeah, you, that, that's why that's why I like that's why I'm glad that you got on because I was like, man, I want to compare these notes because I want to see because it's interesting because it, I mean, like I said, it's not about discrediting somebody. It's just now that when somebody talks about the Jacob ladder, I can be like, did you actually know that it might have meant probably a ramp instead of a ladder? I mean, it could have been a ladder, but did you know? I wouldn't have even have said probably because the what I go off of is is a. Uh, uh, Majority. I do my according to things, so I would say like according to Robert Alter, he thinks it's a ramp, not a ladder. That's right. see, because majority of the text, and which is how I've made plain posts about this too, is people don't understand the significance of majority text when dealing with the Hebrew Bible, or um, and uh, um, and the Greek New Testament is because. They we have all you know back then they probably had 10, 15 manuscripts to decipher from. Since then we found so many. There's been so many um older Bibles being found left and right, or scriptures um being found left and right, and now they have more to choose from. So we'll see like the NIV, which I think is a pretty good translation, especially according uh, um compared to what everyone else used to follow in the KJV. It's way better. And then, but you'll start seeing, noticing in the NIV, a lot of verses. There's over 20 some odd verses in the New Testament missing. And they'll be like, well, are they trying to take Jesus out of it? Or these are significant verses? No, it's called majority text. It's called, we have a thousand of these texts. How many of them said this? How many of them said that? Whichever one said the most, that's what we're rolling with. And then when you go into like biblical Hebrew um, courses, you'll learn about majority texts and critical texts. 
and how important the history of the text is and where a lot of this derived from. And yeah, we'll have like the uh, most of our words come from the Germanic root. And again, we, we're mixing Eastern and Western philosophy. And that's why people get so confused. That's why we have so many different doctrines because Western philosophy is abstract. We could talk all day and not describe anything. Nothing, nothing we're saying is being described. Like if, if somebody who thinks in Western philosophy, they wouldn't understand what we're saying. Ladder, uh, chair, airplane. They're like, what? A chair is something you sit in to give you rest. That would be their definition of a chair. They, I mean, that's their word for a chair. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's concrete. We can, I can see that it's something that I sit in and it gives me rest. That's concrete. A chair is not concrete. Not to someone who doesn't know what a chair is. Because, hey, I mean, some people don't have chairs. <laughs> but that's why I, I, Jeff Benner's work is good. Um, it, it helps with the philosophy of the concrete and the abstract. And then you start realizing, like, not only the Hebrew Bible as opposed to American thinking, but all of the Eastern, um, Eastern religions, um, even when dealing with uh, Mesopotamia and all those texts, we start realizing this was Eastern philosophy. They were on a whole different thinking level than we are. And I could see why they would be a lot smarter. Uh, <laughs> that, that runs your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how Jeff Benner breaks it down with the paleo script, how everything kind of like just falls into what the picture was depicting. Like there's no really right or wrong answer. So a ramp isn't wrong. A ladder isn't wrong because they both do the same thing. They raise you. So neither one is really wrong. It's, it's just your translation. And I don't see him uh, him being wrong at all. Um, but it's just like when you're doing the comparative study and all I can have is one source to tell me ramp or a ramp or it meant a ramp, like none of the other sources told me. So I'm going to stick with the ladder. But it's not wrong. There's, you can't, no one can literally say that's wrong with the whole mindset of concrete versus abstract because mm -hmm. a ramp and a ladder are both abstract, but they both do the same concrete thing and they raise you. Mm -hmm. So there's no, it's, it's really not wrong. And I guarantee you, I'm almost willing to bet money Jeff Benner is going to tell you that like that. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. I, I want you to, and I, I I want you to like record his answer. Yeah, I went on 